0: In this episode of the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast, I'm joined by Ella Caggiano to be discussing health and fitness and her own journey through health and fitness and what it's been like moving from Boston to Florida and so many other amazing things about her own fitness journey. You're really going to like this episode. Ella is an incredible individual, and we're super excited to have her on the podcast today. Before we get to this amazing episode, here's a quick word. From one of our sponsors. Ella, welcome onto the show. Excited to have you on. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So for people who haven't seen your TikTok channel, your Instagram, could you kind of share a little bit about yourself and your fitness background?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Ella Caggiano. I'm 20 years old. I'm from Boston, and I currently go to school at the University of Miami. I uh, am in Miami right now in the uh, my parents are jealous of the weather, for sure. Um, yeah, um, I guess starting back in high school, I, I really got into um, Spartan races, which was like a really big part of my growing up. Um, I don't know if you know what those are, the obstacle course races situation. Um, that was a really big part of my um, passion for fitness growing up. I kind of, like every other high school girl, really did struggle a lot with like body image and all of that stuff, um, which kind of really sparked that journey to turn you know my mindset into Uh, like healthy, strong mindset, instead of like a skinny mindset, if that makes sense. Um, You know, that was a big, big part of my mental health, physical health journey growing up in high school. Um, Started my uh, Instagram, uh, my senior year of high school. And from there, I just really, really found a passion for helping other people. Um, I certified as a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. And so now I do a lot of online coaching now um, through my own platform, and um, I compete in powerlifting here and there uh, here at school, and uh, yeah, you know that's where I'm. That's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: It sounds like you've really done a little bit of everything there, Ella, from Spartan races to powerlifting and everything in between. That's very impressive. Uh, kind of going through that one by mm-hmm. one here. So you said you went from Boston to Miami. How did the workouts change when you went from? northeast, you know, New England area, cold, snowy, to sunny, always warm Miami?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, that's actually a really good question, because a really big part of the reason why I went to Miami in the first place is because I just hate the cold. I hate the weather a lot. And there's other amazing reasons why I chose this school and why I'm here. Um, But you know, that was a big proponent of it, because I, um, you know, the weather's kind of can be really depressing in the winters. And Um, you know, this is, this really seemed like the place for me. And so I really love being outside. So for me, it, it really gave me the opportunity to spend more time, you know, exercising outside and and doing other things outside. Sure. But I think it's really increased my fitness level because of my desire to move more is because I have this beautiful place that I live in and I can always kind of go out and explore or, you know, my, I obviously I'm in college, so I have to walk from class to Class And, um, you know, just from the parking lot um, of my like where I can park my car at school, I have the farthest classes from from where I park. So it's like a 20 minute walk to class and stuff like that. So I mean, in that in that regard, for sure, um, that that was a big part of it. I ran. I was a really, really big into running over when during quarantine, my freshman year of college, we got sent home for spring break. And so I spent like the first third second half of my first year online. Um, so I ended up running um a lot you know I ended up running I guess the length of a marathon and I didn't run a marathon but there was no marathons open so it was just my <laughs> way of staying active but, um you know and, and running is way more fun here I gotta say because uh, the weather just kind of you know it doesn't bad yeah,
0: for me <laughs> I definitely feel like I'm always in a better mood in the sunshine And uh, there's something about those like outdoor warm, like beach or poolside workouts that just hit different, you know, having the option to break out of the walls of the gym every now and then, or even a gym that has an outdoor section. Uh, When I was in Arizona last summer, a lot of gyms had outdoor workout areas and power racks and turf and sleds and all that stuff. And it was so nice to be able to get a workout in outside instead of, you know, confined within the walls of the gym.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. And I think even like growing up in a high school setting, I played sports through high school as well. Um, you know, it's like you go to school and then you got practice and then you're done. Whereas like now where I'm, um, you know, here, I have my apartment by myself. I'm in this beautiful area. Fitness kind of is, I'm able to like bring fitness into all components of my life because I can always just kind of go out and move as opposed to having it as like a specific sectioned off part of my day. So I think that's really great.
0: Yeah, for sure. When do you like to work out? Do you go early morning? Do you go late at night?
1: I wish that I was someone that could wake up and like wanted to get to the gym right away. But for me, I really look forward to it in the evening of my day. So I'm more like a 5 p.m. kind of girl. I really do look forward to my gym session after after my classes and stuff. I find that when I wake up in the morning, I'm the most clear headed to do work and I'm the most clear headed to get my tasks done and I'll just jump right into school and or or to my fitness stuff as well. Um, so then, you know, when all of that kind of said and done, I can I can get to the gym and and that's also the time where a lot of my friends go. So I really like to be social at the gym too. So I really look forward to that.
0: Yeah, for sure. That gives you the benefits from training, but also the benefits of seeing people and being around people, which I think we uh, all took for granted before uh, COVID happened. Totally. For sure,
1: I could not agree more with that yeah, it's a really, it's something I really look forward to every single day It's not only obviously the workout, but, um, you know, even in the days where I'm super busy all day and, you know, don't see that many people or I'm just going to class or whatever, it's a time where I can go be social and, and see people. I'm not that I'm not someone that uh, like goes into the gym and doesn't want anyone to talk to them. You know, like I'm always saying hi to people, talking to people in between sets. Like my workouts can be a little longer that way. And maybe it kind of deters my focus a bit, but it, it ended up, it ends up being just a very, like, a really really nice part of my day that I really look forward to and seeing all my friends so
0: yeah definitely do you have like a preferred gym you go to or are you a fan of big box gyms or like the smaller local ones or
1: um I mean it really does depend I like I like trying new gyms here and there um I do go to the school gym the most just because it's the easiest for me we have access to a power lifting gym um because I'm on the team here at school um but I do end up just going to the school gym for the most part just out of convenience and also just because that's where, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my friends go as well.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. It sounds like your school is pretty impressive there. Mine had one gym and, you know, powerlifting teams were not in existence at our uh, college. Um, so it sounds like you've really got the mm-hmm. full setup there. That's amazing. So how did you go? how did yeah, you get into, how'd you get into powerlifting from the Spartan race background? Because if you grew up, you know, you're running a lot, you said in high school, and even when COVID hit, you were, you went back to that running. How did you get into more of the powerlifting, lifting uh, strength and all that kind of focus?
1: Um, I mean, to be honest, I think I really do like to try out different forms of fitness because not because I think that I'm going to end up just sort of sticking to one thing and, and really working to excel at it, but more, I just really love staying fit. And I love having a routine and, um, you know, staying consistent and having a goal to work towards. So I sort of just like to describe it as like my now project, right? Like right now is I'm, I'm very strength focused, you know, trying to, you know, lift heavy and, and, and do all that stuff. But, you know, is that subject to change? Absolutely. You know, I think it just does come down to, you know, what grabs my interest at that given time. And right now strength training has been super fun for me, especially as like a personal trainer who trains for primarily strength athletes or people. Um, you know, also like weight loss and, and, and muscle gaining athletes, but all, all primarily targeted towards um, strength training in the gym, right? That's a big, you know, component of all of my programming. So for me, being able to kind of incorporate, you know, trying out people's workouts before I program it for them, or, you know, just having that kind of free will to, to try out those different exercises and do that. Um, you know, that's sort of just my, my thing right now. I might get back into running at some point. Um, it, it definitely, it just depends on my interests. On, uh, what's going on and what I'm feeling, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I really love that, that you look at fitness as something that's fun and enjoyable and you don't just get caught up in the, you know, routine and monotony of, well, I'm going to do the same thing that I've always done today, because that's all I know what to, that's all I know how to do, right? You kind of trial different things, mm-hmm. you keep it fun, adventurous, exciting. And that's what, one thing that I think uh, people need to do more of when it comes to fitness is they need to kind of get away from the mold of, okay, I wake up, I go to the gym, period. It's, you know, hey, maybe today you go to the gym, maybe tomorrow you do an outdoor workout, maybe the next day you go for a run, like fitness looks different for every person. And because of that, you don't have to like get caught up in these like molds and templates and plans where you're doing the same thing week after week after week. Like yes, that will get you results, but you can get results while having fun and enjoying the process.
1: I could not agree more. I honestly um, have gone through all this not without those ruts, right? You know, we all kind of go through. Okay, this is kind of getting monotonous, and and for me personally, because I'm not competing at an extremely high level. Like I will compete with the USA powerlifting organization. Um, and I've done Spartan through other organizations and stuff, but it's not like I'm, you know, a professional athlete or something like that. So that sort of gives me the um, ability to try out different things. It, it makes a lot of sense for me in, in my lifestyle. And, and I, I would like to think that that's sort of the, the, that's, that's sort of like where most people lie, you know, on that spectrum of, you know, you don't need to be amazing at this one aspect of fitness. Whereas, um, I think a lot of people, when they want to start working out, at least this is in my own experience, people think that there's just that one, okay, I've got to go to the gym and lift this amount of sets and this amount of reps and then go do, um, like this cardio and stuff like that. And for some people that like that routine really, really works and they get in and they get out and they love that. But for a lot of people, that is the actual thing that holds them back because it, they're doing things that they don't want to do. So I'm, I'm a big one in of, of being able to kind of pick and choose your fitness as, as your life goes on and as you want to adapt it to the life that you are building for yourself in that given moment
0: spot on and I hate how people feel like there's like a set time they have to be at the gym with right like some people will be like well I didn't work out for 60 minutes today so it doesn't count or like you know I have to be there for two hours to get a good workout in and it's like you know I have hit better workouts in 40 minute time intervals than I have in 90 minute intervals at times and Mm -hmm. you know the opposite can be true sometimes you go in and you have a marathon you know two two and a half hour gym session and you just you know mm-hmm. sweat it out get all you know whatever you're harboring you let it all out and you feel pretty good afterwards but it's mm-hmm. not a consist you're consistent in that you show up every day but it's inconsistent in that it looks a little different each day and i also like how you touched on the point of competition in your case competing with powerlifting, I feel like uh, competing tends to bring out the best in people, whether that be from a sports standpoint or just any kind of competition in general. And when you can positively influence your own health and mental well-being and get that competitive edge, competitive aspect to it, I feel like life really becomes exciting. And, you know, again, that looks different for everyone, right? Maybe you compete in like a running thing or a cycling thing or a triathlete kind of event. Maybe you compete in powerlifting. Maybe you compete in bodybuilding, figure, whatever it is. Uh, But in general, that competitiveness that the sports bring out really brings the best in people. I think
1: for me, one hundred percent, that was probably one of the biggest things that positively influenced my mindset around fitness. Because um, when you're going through like trying to figure out kind of what works for you, and and you know you like you know you like exercise, and you know you want to figure something out with that without that lack of goal for me at least it's very hard for me to want to stay motivated unless I have a goal um, in mind and that goal doesn't have to be a competition but it does create competition with yourself right so for me personally I have certain strength numbers that I want to hit at certain times or even just like goals of, of consistency you know because without setting those like little things um whether it is like a big competition that you're going to you know, you're going to go compete at at X time for, to do whatever. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, and especially myself is what I had to experience is without having those common goals in place, like whether it's those little ones of lifting an extra five pounds on, you know, your, on your bench press, or it's, you know, trying to stay consistent five days in the gym, or it's, you know, winning some sort of competition without those little things in place. um, It's really easy to get lost in the monotony of of um of that component of your life, I definitely think.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. As we're kind of talking about fitness and powerlifting here, I'm curious: what's been the biggest lesson that you feel you've learned from your own fitness journey and as a powerlifter as well? What have you really kind of learned from that aspect of your life that's kind of had a broader impact on the rest of your life?
1: Yeah, um, that is something that I've actually reflected on so much this year because my, my answer this year would have been an answer that like I've never had before. And that's that like fitness doesn't have to be my life but it can be a part of my life. And for a very long time, I think I really took fitness as like a big part of my identity, right? Like, oh, I was always doing this. I was always consistent. I was always working hard, eating perfect. But like, since I've been at school this is like really the first year of college because I'm a junior and you know, we've obviously been going through everything with the pandemic this has been like the first year where a lot of stuff has opened up and I've been able to experience a lot of things in college that I wasn't really able to experience before. And so um, last semester, I really tried to dedicate a lot more time in my life to um, my social life, you know, to other components of my life, to working hard in school, which was always a component, but really made it like a, a, a big portion of my, like my desire to learn and things like that, or, you know, not, always being perfect and consistent with things. And while I do definitely preach that those are the ways to get results, at this point in my life, the biggest goal that I've I've really think that I've achieved is understanding that fitness something that I love right now because I'm not making it this obsession and it's not something that I have to prioritize at all aspects of every single day and while I think it's important for me to get to the gym on a consistent basis which I do that doesn't mean like you said that I have to have two and a half hour workouts or I need to spend that much time in the gym um, if that if my time allows me for 45 minutes I think prior I would probably have just said screw it all together and just like considered it an L for the day but now just getting in for those 45 minutes, making it a component of my life without making it like taking it and letting it overbear all the other components of my life that are just as rich and fulfilling and, and deserve that attention as well. You know, I think people say like, oh, you know, you want like a healthy balanced lifestyle. And I think people throw that around a lot. And then I also read like in personal development books and, and, and and podcasts. And, and I hear like, you can't always have balance. You need to prioritize, you know, one thing if you want to be really great at it. But I think that you know, there's a component of those two things that it just comes with your lifestyle. For me personally, you know, incorporating my social life, incorporating, you know, not always, um, you know, having a perfect diet, not always making every single workout, you know, not every workout's going to be perfect. Like that stuff I really needed to realize that fitness is something that I love and that, 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 that should be the sole driver and the sole reason for me doing this. Not because I feel like I have to, or make it like the the center of my life.
0: I completely agree with everything you just said, Ella. That is an amazing point. And I love how you brought up the aspect of you know what is talked about in podcasts and personal development books so frequently, because uh, we, we often live in this society where we feel like work is the answer. And I like to say that Americans are one of the few types of people that in general will work themselves to death, for lack of a better way to put it. I've seen people work 80 hour weeks, 100 hour weeks, and they just carry on like it's, you know, just expected of them and they continue to push forward. And these same people are concerned about their fitness as well. Right. So they're putting in, you know, 12 to 15 hour work days and then they're trying to get a workout in on top of that. And then they're going home and trying to do stuff and they don't have time to Mm -hmm. sleep. They don't have time to socialize with their friends. Their whole lifestyle is a grind and Mm -hmm. i don't want to like skew the message here it is important at times to grind you're only going to get what you work for in life however you have to kind of calculate the benefits and risks with that grind right so if you are Mm -hmm. losing your sense of self if you are losing your identity if you are confused about that type of stuff if you're not feeling fulfilled with the work that you're doing then naturally those are signs that it might be time to redirect your course in life right like you should be able to live the life that you want to live whether it be on a personal side or a fitness side while still enjoying it and having fun and being able to socialize with your friends Uh, and I think that's a memo that is constantly getting skewed for lack of a better way to put it Um, and you know I think I myself probably don't do the best at being fully transparent about this stuff on social media as well, right? Like, you know, people look at social media or people look at, you know, these different people that they, you know, they follow the workouts and whatever, and they only see the fitness side. They never see like the other side. Like I don't post on my Instagram when I'm going out to the bar. I don't post when I'm, you know, grabbing drinks with friends or that sort of thing. But it's like, maybe I should, because. Now it's showing that kind of transparent side, that side that people don't see, right? We we live in a world of unrealistic expectations, is what I'm ultimately trying to get at here in a much more long-winded, roundabout way than you put it.
1: No, no, I completely agree. And I and I think that those grind phases, they are exactly that, they're phases. Like there's definitely been times in my life where I've like stuck my nose down and I've and I've gone through periods where it was, you know, consistent hard work for, you know, even building my own personal business and brand, you know, which I started building when I was 18 years old. Um, and, you know, keeping, keeping that a consistent part of my life and making that sort of the center of, okay, this is a couple of months time where I need to really, you know, put, put this at the forefront and really, really work hard and kind of shut out those other things. Th- that's, in my opinion, a very important part of getting to where you need to be there. Sometimes where you do need to you know, shut out those extra influences. Um, And I've gone through that a few times over the summer, that was a big part of it. And then when I was home in quarantine, I did the 75 hard challenge. And that was a really big time where I was very um, self-focused, driving on only one sort of um, one goal and not really focusing on other things kind of had my blinders on. But that's those, those times are not um, forever, right? Because now I'm in a time in my in my life where I'm, I'm, I've I'm, got one more year of school, I've got one year, more year of college after this. And, and I just sort of wanna make the most of everything that my life has to offer me here um, while also fulfilling the goals that I've set for myself in a realistic way. And I've read so many books, I love reading. Um, and I was um, talking to my mom over the summer because I've always been like a stressed out kid. I've always kind of been someone that's always wanted to be farther in my life than where I am at that moment, I've always kind of been looking 10 steps ahead instead of stopping to look at the trees, instead of looking at that whole forest, right, and my mom said something to me, she was like, why don't you just like take your, take some time and read a book for pleasure, like stop reading these, um, these personal development books all the time, if you're going to read, read something for pleasure, and so I did, And that, it sounds so stupid, but that was like such an eye-opening experience to me because I was like, not everything I have to do has to be productive for my like entrepreneurial life and, or like my, or like my fitness life. Like not everything has to be centered around these like um, goals of success that I have in, in, you know, in my life. Um, And so, you know, having a mix of those things is at the end of the day, we're all not, we're all here for a finite amount of time. And so Being able to really take the most and and squeeze the most out of life at the given moment that you're in is something that I've been working really, really hard on recently. Um, And I think I'm doing a better job of it this year than I ever have before.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I'm so glad that you're really on top of things and really killing the game, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, I completely agree with that struggle. Uh, when you're out there trying to build your own brand, whatever that looks like, we're, we're obviously both in the health and fitness space, but that looks a little different for everyone, right? Like, I have a patient at the clinic who owns his own cleaning company, and he's working day and night trying to keep that thing up and running because, well, we're still in the COVID time. So he has a lot of demand, and it, it can be very difficult to balance the pleasure stuff with the work stuff especially when it's your name attached to it right when your name's attached to something it really means more than anything to you uh because you want that to have meaning you want it to be seen as something valuable uh and you want people to see that and be like wow look at this person look at what they're doing with their life their business like this is something that i like this is something i support five-star review that kind of stuff
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it, it's so easy to lose yourself in that process and just start missing out on, like you said, the little daily pleasures that we we often take for granted. In your case, you mentioned about reading, right? So you read books to get better, to get smarter, to further grow your brand, right? Like for me, I think about like when I first started reading Jonathan Goodman books, I was mm-hmm. hooked, like the dude is a wizard and I was learning a lot, I was taking notes, but you know, it's a lot to sit there and read a 300-page book, and take detailed notes about it, and fully comprehend it. Right? It takes a lot of time out of your day, and you know, maybe you you could have cut down on that reading and balanced it out with something else. Spend time with your friends. Spend time with your family. Sure, you're not getting as far ahead. But you're connecting yourself socially with people. And, you know, that can that can be part of the recipe for success sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta connect with the right people. And if you're always going through life with your face down in a book and not looking up and taking action every now and then, you you're ultimately holding yourself back from, you know, one pleasure and two true success.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think a lot of those books kind of articulated struggle in ways that I had never really experienced before too, which life altering injuries or or major setbacks for things that they like had, have experienced and everybody has their own, has their own journey and their own stories. And like, even, you know, from my own experience growing up in in high school, I got very, I was just in a very, very horrible place mentally, which is what kind of prompted me to even um, fall in love with fitness in the first place. I needed to hit that rock bottom. And um, in November, I... Um, lost my Instagram account which I had been bu- building for about three and a half years um for about three years and so that was like really traumatic for me because it was it's something so simple as like an Instagram account but that was the that was the fitness community that I had built for for years and that was at the same time that I was launching um the my my mobile app that I was that I now use for my clients and um was a really really big deal for me something I'd been working on forever and um hearing that struggle being articulated in a book and then actually being able to experience something that really, truly knocked me down onto the ground for me to basically look at this whole situation that I had built and say, well, so what do I do now? Like all of this is completely like my, my Instagram was hacked by some guy in another country, which, you know, is very, was challenging for me mainly because it was the community that I had, that I had brought in, um, um, over the, over this time. But, um, that struggle was really the main thing that prompted me to want to continue to be more motivated than ever, even though it took me about a month and a half to realize that and really kind of just kind of, I think probably let myself wallow a little bit longer than maybe I needed to. Um, But like learning about and hearing about struggles, and then also like seeing it translate into your own life. And, and for me, I had to make that decision of and I was articulating to people, hey, like, because I lost this, I don't know if I'm going to rebuild it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to lo- I don't know if I'm going to rebuild this Instagram account. I don't really know. This is like, you know, something I worked so hard on and it's like gone now and I don't know what to do about it. But then, you know, just by, you know, hearing and being inspired by others, um, you know, those books did provide me that support and beneficial Kind of motivation to be like no this is exactly what they're saying this is the exact time that i was supposed to get back on my feet and keep moving to start redirecting to start move move into a different direction so um yeah i mean i think that those those books can be something that inspire and motivate and move you and um you know while they're not something that i, I think i need to stick only towards, you know, the, the the personal development books and things like that. Um, and also like making sure that there's room for, you know, other great things in my life. Um, I definitely got something out of it in terms of my ability to comprehend what it really means to push past struggle.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I can imagine that really hurts when you spend so much time over the years, you know, building a huge online following and community, and then losing it all. But in this case one you and your success is not measured by a number of followers in my opinion anyways uh and yeah. two uh you're you went through it once so you're going to rebuild it and it's going to be bigger and better than it ever was before because now you've got yeah. now you have a website now you have the app and now you have tiktok which i understand right. you're doing pretty well with too
1: yeah, that that was something I kind of redirected my focus towards TikTok a little bit because um, I was seeing some great um, feedback on it, and it also really helped me realize like even though I had um, you know built that Instagram and it had been a really really huge part of my life and still is a big part of my life, obviously. Um, but you're right, my success was in, in by no means at all measured in the amount of followers that I have because I was able to launch my brand and I'm doing great and like things are are really like going well for me. But I don't think I would have. Um, then I, I didn't think it was possible for me to, to get back up on my feet for a little bit after, after that had happened. Cause it was something that I knew was going to take more time, which, like I said, I never feel like I have enough of. So it all kind of came hand in hand of like, where, like, what am I going to do now with, with this thing that I've launched and I've got no platform to put it on. So I really directed myself towards TikTok a little bit more, um, which I had a hard time with at first, cause it was just such a different shipping content for me. Um, but it's fun. Like I really, I genuinely enjoy making content for that platform. Um, and I'm on like fitness TikTok. You know what I mean? Like I'm my entire explorer feed or whatever is on uh my for you page is fully tick um TikToks in relationship to fitness. So as a result of that, like I've made some great friends like all over the country who are into fitness and stuff because they show up on my for you page all the time and then we'll connect on Instagram or on phone number or whatever it is. So it's actually been a really, really great um tool for me to meet new people, which I don't, I mean, I experienced on Instagram, but at a different level on TikTok, people are way more interactive with one another as creators. So it's been really, really fun to make some new friends um, through that app.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, all creators can probably relate to a point where they kind of hit that struggle point, as you mentioned, that kind of rock bottom point. I feel like most people can relate to that going through life. Now, you hit that point, and then you kind of for lack of a better way to put it, voluntarily chose to seek it out again by doing a 75-day hard challenge, which Mm -hmm. for people who aren't familiar with, it's a 75-day process where you work out twice a day, you don't eat any cheap meal, you drink a gallon of water a day, you read 10 pages of a nonfiction book per day, and I think I'm missing something in there. Um, Yes, progress picture per day. Um, So it sounds simple enough. And, you know, maybe the first week it is, but usually by day 50, maybe even earlier for some people, it gets really hard because you've just gone seven weeks without a slice of pizza, without a slice of cake, without any ice cream. It gets tough uh, and it's really a test of your self-discipline and your willpower. So could you kind of talk through like one, what that journey was like for you And two, what kind of motivated you to voluntarily seek out hard things uh, to do for lack of a better way to put it?
1: Yeah, so when I, so this, my freshman year of college was um, 2019. Um, And so, you know, March, we got sent home for spring break and they were like, you have to complete the rest of your year at home online, right? You can't come back. Um, So for me, that was, really challenging. Like I was, I fell into kind of a depression and, and it was really sad. You know, I had just gotten to school. I was really looking to kind of make some big changes in my life. I had just moved to a new state um, away from my family and um, was trying to, you know, separate myself and, and make, make something else of myself that, you know, everybody, I guess, has that hope when they go off to to college or whatever, you know, kind of like change, change who they are, or you know, make make themselves better, right? And so, you know, getting kind of sent back home after one semester, just being like, "just kidding," like go on back, right? Um, that was um, really challenging, and it was extremely motivating for me. And it was really, really hard for me to um, uh, understand why, because at this point, I think a lot of people had more of a cynical outlook of why is this happening to the world. Um, and I'm sure some people still do. And, um, but you know, at this time, this was a, this was like where we were all kind of confused and upset and, and, and hurt by what was going on. Right. in in all different ways. Um, so for me, I, I needed to put something into my life that was going to give me a structure because I didn't have a schedule anymore. Um, be a goal and see something that would, um, allow me to move in a direction where I, where at some point at the end of this, which obviously we didn't know what the end of, of this was at this time, or still maybe don't, um, I was a better person than when I came into it. Right. So I started it pretty quickly after I got back home, I was like, just so, um, you know, not in a great, great place mentally and, and, and needed something. And it was not without its lack of struggle. Right. Of course it's, it's hard, especially when you know, you live with your family and, um, you know, I'm still like under their roof. So I can not always make my own schedule and then always had, you know, them to to consider and and, and my lifestyle had been changed drastically from, from theirs, you know, while we're all stuck at home together, completely quarantined, right? Um, but it was definitely one of the best things I think I've ever done for myself because, um, you know, choosing to put that into my life um, really, really put me on this trajectory upwards, because once I got out of that, I felt in a great place mentally, I was happy, I felt super fit, I was um, super um, passionate about documenting my experience online, which really um, pushed my profile, um, and allowed me to, you know, gain more exposure, but also just like more connection with others. Um, and And it got me to this place where I felt like, Um, if I can do this, I can do a lot more than what I think I can do. Um, and I guess probably the hardest part of it was the diet. And that's mainly because of me living at home, right? You know, it's just not always easy to have your family eat one thing and you like start to cook chicken while while they're eating pizza, um, or whatever, and they're healthy people. I that's not to bash anyone, but it, it was just, I had to be on this different kind of, Um, mindset and and it definitely I would say probably middle of the way like mm, probably around like day 40 ish you get to this place where you're like okay I get it right oh I get it I understand Um, I understand the concept I've gotten the main takeaways of this program like I get it but that's exactly when you have to keep going because now once you get it it's now instilling it because now after this After this program, I can confidently say like my entire mindset has still been changed because of it, because now I know what it means to wake up and not want to do any of those five tasks right and want not want to um, work out twice a day, let alone one time you're tired right and I was not one that was gonna, um, you know go kill myself workout when my body was tired, right. They would be, I would, I would incorporate lower impact workouts when necessary. I made sure that there was adequate rest, you know, and I wasn't running, I wasn't running sprints for 45 minutes in the outdoor workout every day. A lot of them were, 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 look, were like a recovery base um, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But um, overall it, it allowed me to realize that like putting structure in your life um, willingly um, is something that Has been so important in my college life because when you go to college, it's not like a high school schedule where you wake up at, you know, 7:30 and then you're done at X Y Z like whatever time, right? Because for me, I don't have classes on Mondays or Fridays. I have, you know, I have like minimal class on Wednesdays, so I could easily not do anything on those days. But now I know what it is like to instill a structure willingly into your life. To allow yourself to get things done, to stay motivated, to stay happy, to accomplish tasks, to fulfill the things that you have set for yourself—that um, would not have been something. I mean, I'm I'm sure I would have learned it at some point, but that that was really the the thing that really pushed me to understand the importance of having a structure of anything. That was probably the biggest um, the biggest lesson that I learned. And reading, because I picked up I picked up reading in that program, and I and I haven't stopped. So,
0: yeah, that's incredible, and. It's amazing to me how simple changes. right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this program that's complicated. It's not anything that's earth shattering or groundbreaking. It is overwhelmingly simple. It's five things. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the habits of other successful individuals, we'll take Jeff Bezos, for example. Jeff Bezos during the work week wears the same outfit every single day. Mm-hmm. He just, he gets up and he has like five of them all picked out and one for Monday, one for Tuesday, one for Wednesday. Elon Musk, he uses time blocking. So, you know, for this part of the day, he does this. For this part of the day, he does that. And uh, it's amazing to me how they use such simple habits and simple routines and yet it leads to so much success. I feel like in general, there's this belief that we have to do these groundbreaking, earth shattering things in order to be successful in whatever goal we're trying to you know, chase after. And in reality, it's a lot more simple than that. We both know it from a fitness sense as well, right? You know, if we want to grow, like, you know, a lot of uh, people will come to me and they say they want to grow muscle, build muscle, and they'll want it in more specific areas than others, right? Guys just stereotyping a little bit here in my experience, a lot of guys want more muscle in their upper body, and a lot of girls want more muscle in their lower body and their hips. Uh, So, A lot of them will say like, look, here's what I've been doing. And that's very helpful. But a lot of times they go out and they're doing these workouts with like 15, 20 different exercises, or they're doing like all these crazy advanced things when they can't even perform a simple squat with like proper form and good mechanics. And what we find is the more simple you make things for people, the better the results are. So, you know, even my own workouts, like I don't get too crazy with stuff. I squat on leg day. I bench on upper body day. I do pull-ups on back day. It's not anything fancy. In some ways, it can get kind of boring doing the same few exercises time and time again. But I find other ways to change them up and modify them, right? You know, you can always play around with it a little bit. And if it's not the exercise that changes, then, you know, maybe it's the music. Sometimes I put on my death metal workout music and, You know, just get angry at the world. And sometimes I may or may not play an Ariana Grande song or something like that. Not going to confirm or deny that one. But hey, um, we we, we all kind of find our way to change things up and make it work for us. But in general, people are looking way too complicated at things. And we really need to learn how to simplify things, right? Uh, You know, we're looking at the sand in the jar instead of the rocks in the jar, so to speak.
1: I think that's really important. And I, um, I mean, I for sure even find myself overwhelmed with some of the stuff that I, um, want to accomplish. Right. But I, um, I've now kind of implemented some tools in my own life that have allowed me to maintain simplicity in more of like a complex life, I guess, you know? Um, and that just comes down to you know, making simple tasks lists. For me, that's been like a life-changing thing, which sounds so stupid, but I think a lot of people get very, very lost in the future of their success. And they don't realize that like, if you accomplish five things every single day, you know, and that's different for everybody in their professional life, their fitness life, it doesn't really matter what it is. just crossing off those five things, you're like a little bit better than you did before. You know, I respond to five emails. I, I um, you know, meet with this person. I do this one thing. I do this. I do this. I do those five things. It takes maybe two hours out of my entire day. You know, just because I took the time to accomplish those simple tasks that I put on my to-do list, you know, I'm just a little bit better instead of just thinking, okay, you know, I... Do these things to. You know, I'll just speak from a social media perspective. You know, if I do these things today, like if I post one Instagram post or I make one Instagram story, or you know, just from a social media building a brand perspective, maybe you'll get a couple followers. But if you do that every single day, a couple followers turns into a lot of followers, right? So I mean, everything is is kind of like compounds um, on top of one another, but. Um, it's not without those everyday little small things and it's simple it's so simple to be able to just understand okay let's break it down into what do I have to do today let's not focus on tomorrow or next week or next year or anything like that focusing on just finishing today's tasks and then tomorrow you're farther ahead than when you were yesterday and it really does add up even if you just think about it from like a week or a month's perspective right like if you're trying to lose weight and you out of those six out of five days of the or seven days out of the week six of the days of the week you know you accomplish those tasks and you're you are consistent one week later you're significantly more ahead than when you were that prior week and people get so stressed out and they get so down on themselves because they think that one day will ruin their progress or You know, they think that every two days warrants them a day off. You know, it goes both ways. People, some people think they have to be perfect, and other people are way too lax with themselves. And I've seen both of them, and I've probably also been both of them at at given times in my life. But, you know, I think taking an outside perspective and looking at it as just like a very, very small sliver, um, you know, instead of seeing it as it, not mattering or being super minuscule that those those little things that you can do today won't make a difference if you focus in only on that and then you just you know zoom out a little bit how was i last week how was i the week before you'll realize that your progress in anything that you do it skyrockets and it's so important
0: no you're completely right and i again i feel like we're both on the same wavelength right now like we're hitting all the same points the things that i always like say in try to like, just share with people, right? Like, it's, it's all about that simplicity and repetitiveness of being consistent, but keeping it simple. Um, and I love the point of doing, you know, five things a day, because it, it really is that simple. It's not like, you know, anyone's asking you to go out and, you know, shift around your life and make a huge paradigm shift in order to make fitness work. It's small steps consistently over and over and over again. So, you know, if you're someone who's just getting started in the fitness space, for example, right, like, it's not like you have to drop every bad food that you've ever eaten, you know, like, like that, like, it's not like a light switch moment. It's a slow gradual thing that builds up over time and it starts to snowball and then it gets easier and easier and easier because you've got more momentum moving forward. You're starting to see results. You're starting to look different. You're starting to feel different. And all those things just make it easier and easier to keep going. Same thing with social media, you brought up, uh, you know, growing a social media page. And that's something that's very difficult for people to figure out, right? There's different algorithms, the algorithms change, you know, what content do people like? What time is the best to post? Like, There's a lot of factors that go into that stuff and you can really get lost in the weeds. But if you start to focus on just connecting with people and sharing good content that you think people will like, then some of those things don't really matter. You know, Sometimes you can post at 8 p.m. instead of 8 a.m. and still get the same engagement, if not more. If it's good content and you get it in the eyes of the right people, it will succeed. So finding ways to simplify. I feel like that's kind of the theme of the show right now is just simplicity um, is just so impactful on your entire life.
1: I agree. I don't think I've ever really paid too much attention to the algorithms of, of social media, which has never really bowed an issue for me. Um, I mean, I'm I'm mindful in what trends are going on. Of course, that's kind of how you how you have to make it work, especially with TikTok. Um, but you know, more like, I think a lot of people get really overwhelmed in the in the tiny, minute details of of everything. You have to do a million exercises to to see progress. You have to um, follow all of these algorithm guidelines and rules in order to succeed on social media. You have to. You know accomplish a million tasks in order to make any any like seeming in progress like at the end of the day if you just narrow it down to those small few things that you can accomplish those things become habit and then those become things that you enjoy because if you make it complicated you're not going to want to do it and then it's not going to become a habit but if you can just make it okay i'm going to try and um for me i really love walking so i really try and get out for a walk as much as i possibly can Yesterday, it was torrentially downpouring. So yesterday was an exception. But in general, you know, now because I'm not forcing myself out to go for a walk, it's something I choose to do because now it's a habit and it's something that I look forward to. It's the same thing with every single part of my life. Um, Your habits become the things that drive your success. So for me, that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love that habits drive success. Speaking of that, we've talked a lot about the... Uh, 75 Day Hard, kind of your backstory, what you're doing, where you're going now, and a lot about the importance of simplicity and other habits that have led to success. A lot of people I know are very interested in building their own kind of online brand, whether that be in the health and fitness space or, you know, another sense. um, One one individual I know was trying to build like a video game esports following. And, you know, that's not really my cup of tea. I can't really speak to that but I feel like if you want to do it, you should be able to find a way to make it happen. So do you have kind of any advice that you would share with people on building their kind of online fitness brand or online presence and just overall how you went about doing things between the website and the social media and all that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, The main thing for me um, and that I tell most people is that if you don't actually enjoy what you're posting, like if you don't actually enjoy the content that you're posting and that you're making, you're never going to be able to continue it because being someone who puts their life on social media or, you know, whether it's you being an influencer or you're putting out educational content, doesn't matter what kind of content it is. You have to really feel passionate about the content. And the thing is the, the consumer, the audience is way smarter than you think. And, um, Being able to be the person that you are in real life also on on the screen is something that's way more attractive nowadays than it was prior because people are really looking for real content now. And so, you know, my main advice for people is just, you know, if you're, if this is something that you want to do and you want to share your story and you want to bring people in, especially from a fitness perspective, there are a million online coaches. You can just put fitness into the search bar and you'll find, you'll scroll forever and find a million coaches that you could go and work with. But the reason that people work with me, the peop- the reason that people work with any one of these people who have a presence on social media um, is the fact that they like you for you, right? People don't, I'm not, I don't have a PhD. I don't have um, any credentials that are any more impressive than, you know, another, Fitness coach online, I would say. You know, I've done my research, I study in school, and I, you know, have my certifications, but. People don't come to me because they think I'm the smartest person that they've ever met in terms of fitness. They come to me because they they care about me. They think that I'm real. They think that I will help them succeed because they believe in me as a creator. And so as a result of that, that's where I can garner the engagement that I desire, right? Because at the end of the day, you can have 15,000 followers, 20,000 followers, 100,000 followers, but say you're a girl and you're just posting your body online, right? Which there's nothing wrong with that. People are, are welcome to post whatever they want, but that's not gonna garner clients that are going to um, trust you with your fitness and nutrition advice necessarily. Now, if you're doing that, but you're also adding components of sharing your life, showing these real raw moments, showing your insecurities, showing times where you don't look perfect all the time, showing um, you know the advice and the tips that you actually have during your day, know that's where people can come in and say oh this person actually has these systems in place in their own life i want to i want to adapt and i want to um you know learn from this person right because those aren't those those followers who are just there looking for attractive pictures um are not going to translate to clients so you know it really just does depend on what you're looking for too um for me personally i you know, I'm rebuilding my Instagram from none and I still am getting um, client applications because I'm still posting that same content has that, that attracted any single given follower to my page in the first place. But that doesn't mean that I need 10,000 followers to have a great, have, excuse me, to have a great follower base or great client base because I only need a, a, a couple people to join my team out of that, out of that hundred followers, if I can get five of them, you know, If you have 15,000 followers and you can only get one every, you know, couple thousand because you just don't have those followers that you've garnered that trust with, um, you know, that's going to be the really big distinguishing factor. And you have to want people to like you um, for who you are, you know, and that shouldn't, you shouldn't change anything that is true to yourself to be putting on social media. um, Because at the end of the day, you know, you want people to trust you for you. You want people to like your personality. You want people to like you and pick you as a coach or, you know, as, as to sign up for your programs or to be attracted to your content, because that's, you know, personality at this point in our social media world with TikTok and with, you know, the type of social media that's excelling right now, people care way more about the personality than they do about what the person looks like. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's sort of a long-winded answer, but, you know, that's definitely the biggest piece of advice that I would give someone who wants to build social media following.
0: That's spot on in my opinion, Ella. I think a lot of people can see right through the bullcrap that exists anymore. Uh, it's just too easy. And, you know, we live in a world where we see people, you know, online and then we see them in person, right? Like, I still remember the first time I had someone come up to the gym uh, randomly and, you know, he comes up to me and he's like, yo, I saw your Instagram, I follow you on Instagram, I've seen your podcast, I've listened to that. And it just kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, wait a second, like, this was like very early on when I only had a couple hundred people following me. And I was just very caught off guard by the fact that, you know, someone like knew me based on what they saw online. Uh, So people are always, you know, online because we're interconnected anymore. And we we go around in person, we go about living our daily lives, and you never know who's going to come up to you. So making sure that who you are online matches who you are in person is essential because if they don't match, you're going to get a lot of backlash one and two it's just not a overly well it, you're not being transparent one but two I just don't think it's the right thing to do for lack of a better way to put it um you know I get that there are certain online aspects and like channels and stuff where people kind of act more like an actor or an actress than they do themselves And depending on the context, like if it's something like, um, I'm not coming up with any good examples right now, but, but I,
1: um, I remember the first time that I ever had someone come up to me from my social media page, um, like so well, because, um, I think you get really lost in the numbers on the screen a lot of the time and the views and, and things like that. Um, and I remember someone coming up to me, um, I was at a, I was at a coffee shop in high school. Um, and I was with my entire class. I don't remember why we were, but all of us went to go. It's like one of the last days in school, I think. So we were all going out on, like, we went to go get coffee all together. And the, um, the cashier was like, oh my gosh, you're Ella Caggiano. I follow your fitness account. I think you're amazing. Like all of this stuff. And it was just like such a crazy experience to me because I was like, "Wow!" even though there are people that aren't commenting or there are people that aren't, you know, always like I don't see in real life all the time, like there are so many people watching, even though you don't realize, like, do you understand what a hundred people in a room looks like if a hundred people are following you? Like, that's an unbelievable thing to fathom, like that. You know, these are real people behind these screens that are really watching you, that are really being influenced by your words and your actions and the way that you are projecting yourself online. And, and I think one of the best compliments that, that can be received is that you are just like the person that you portray on social media, if that's a brand that you're trying to build. Um, and it happens to me at school, too. Sometimes um, people will come up to me in the gym or, or um, you know, people will come up to me, you know, wherever. Um, and say something about you know, hey, I follow your your platform, I love it, you know, you're you're doing great, all these things. Um, and it's uh, the most rewarding thing to realize that there are really people watching um, when you're trying really hard to um, to give to people the realest version of yourself and that there are actually people reacting and really understanding and feeling the things that you're putting out because, you know, you can never always tell. It's not like everyone's going to comment on your picture or, you know, you're never going to get, you know, these people aren't going to be like cheering you on when you're posting stuff within your own apartment, right? Because you're alone. Um, and so that makes a really big difference. And, and those are the moments that really ground me and remind me that there are people watching and that I am influencing people. And I don't really like the word influencer necessarily, but because of just sort of the, Connotation that it carries nowadays, um, but all in all, it is—it's um, really an important thing to realize that as someone who is putting out um, educational or you know, um, comedic or you know, pleasure content, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, things for other people's enjoyment. Um, you know what you say matters, and so you know you have to be careful with what you do, and you have to really be aware that um it's a huge responsibility to have other people be watching you if that's something that you're committed to so um you know i've i've definitely had a, a fairly positive experience online with social um because of just the fact that i put things out that i would i'm proud of you know i show it as my resume right this is my life this is my, my this is something i'm proud of this is something that i want other people to see so Um, It's a really big part of building an online presence. And more importantly, the longevity of that presence, because you can't always keep up the act, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I do have some like real quick questions I want to ask you about kind of your online content and stuff. So I know a lot of people check out your page on Instagram, on TikTok, that sort of thing. I'm curious, what's your favorite exercise that you do at the gym that you're uh, posting about?
1: Mm, um, well my, I mean, currently I'm on like the powerlifting, uh, programming. So I fall in and out of love with squat bench and deadlift, depending on like what month you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm, I'm really into bench press maybe last month it was deadlift, but the compound lifts are my, uh, are my favorite. Um, for sure. I really do like calisthenics. Like I love practicing like my box jumps and my pushups and my handstand walks and things like that. Um, which is definitely like not the same kind of um, <laughs> exercise, but I really really like practicing those balance and, and um, those more fun techniques for sure. Um, uh, yeah, those are those are definitely my favorite for
0: sure. Yeah, your handstand walks are very impressive coming from someone who can't do a <laughs> handstand yet. You are uh, r- really impressive with all the stuff that you know how to do there. Um, how about your favorite color? You wear much more colorful gym outfits than I do. <laughs>
1: I like blue. Blue's my fave for sure. Everything I have is blue.
0: I, um, I I definitely need to look more into the different color gym outfit because I show up in something like this and black shorts every mm. single day. Like something about the black shorts. I don't know if they were on sale or something like that, but like my whole um, drawer back there is full of black shorts. Um, so I, I need to start looking into all these different color schemes and actually investing in some quality gym wear Um, I say it's an investment it's not a purchase it's um, I I don't know I feel like yeah yeah gym wear is an investment
1: exactly yeah no I mean I like I like dressing for the gym you know Um, I you know when they say like look good feel good like for me personally like I really enjoy wearing I mean I'm not like super perfect with like matching sets and stuff like that but I think there's merit in like going into the gym and wearing something you feel confident in so I really like having my um like wearing my different stuff that I have and I uh I work with first form so I I wear a lot of their stuff
0: so and I'm guessing you probably like the first form uh supplements too then
1: you should see my cabinet it's (laughs) (laughs)
0: awesome Um, yeah that that's awesome yeah it's funny how everyone kind of develops their brand preference right like you know some people yeah. will like we, we all start out in that kind of test the waters kind of phase where it's like you know i'll try legion i'll try Gymshark, i'll try lulu i'll try alpha lee and then the next thing you know like you find one that sticks like to you or speaks to you or i don't know it feels right fits right whatever it is and next thing you know like that is your brand or, um yeah. you know maybe you're just happy uh, you just happen to be lucky enough to get sponsored by them which definitely <laughs> helps too but um yeah. it, i've been
1: where i had been wearing and using all of their stuff like for years beforehand so and also like andy Frisella, the ceo of first form is the one who developed 75 hearts so i feel very connected to that brand to their messaging and and uh to the people that work there so i I support that brand, not just for their, uh, for their supplements, which I think are, are wonderful, but, um, you know, for, for the people that they are and the message that they put out, I think is, um, is really, really important too. So that's, that's my personal, uh, my personal favorite for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Ella, where can people find out more about you, uh, online on your website, that sort of thing?
1: Um, so my website is fitness. Um, I'm accepting applications on there right now. My full website launch is coming very soon. Um, same on TikTok at Fitness, And as of right now, my Instagram is Um Hopefully I'll be getting that username back in the near future. I've been working on that a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, you can find me in all of those, all those great places.
0: And even if you don't get that username back, all that content that you had posted for the past three, three and a half years is still there. So if you do want to go to that username, you can check it out, even though there won't be any new, there may or may not be any new content for a while. Um, You can still check out the content that's there and take a look at, you know, Ella's evolution over three or four years there.
1: That's right. Yeah. It's all right there, which is actually, I'm, I'm grateful for that, but working with uh with uh, the team at uh, Instagram and Meta right now. So we'll see what happens with that. Fingers, Fingers crossed. That, you know, Fingers crossed. Or-
0: Ella, this has been an That's amazing right. conversation about pretty much everything relating to fitness and personal mm-hmm. development and social media. Really appreciate your time and really appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This was great.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes. Also, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at BraunBody. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please drop a review. We love to read five-star reviews. And last, make sure you share this episode with a friend who you think would enjoy the content that we've put out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you soon.